Hustle Slave now. That's us live. Welcome back to another episode of the Muscle and the Hustle podcast. We are joined by a very ordinary guest. I was going to say special, but there's no need for that. I know I'm inside out now. I know all his bad habits because I'm living with the fucker. So give a warm welcome because obviously nobody can clap because we're on a podcast to Sean Fitzness. So everybody will probably know you from my Instagram, I reckon now and over the last while. But even if you want to give a wee bit of a breakdown of how things maybe, I think started is maybe a better way for you. Sorry, I know it's interesting. So starting off, I was in a college course, first of all, that I didn't really particularly enjoy or saw no avenue in. I was working at the time with G4S, which is a security company back home. Yeah. Um, so what I was doing, I was in charge of apartment blocks and I had to go around and check the apartment blocks every two hours to make sure that the place wasn't going up in flames. So my only job was to make sure the fire alarms were working. Um, and I do that for 12 hours, twice a week. So it's kind of sat at one of those shifts that I was like, fuck it. I'm 20 or no, I was 19 at the time. I said, there has to be more to life. There has to be a way that I can actually make money going forward. That doesn't rely necessarily on a business degree. That doesn't rely on me fucking sat here wasting away inside an apartment block. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to upload a Instagram page and just put up videos of what I was lifting inside in the gym. I used to do these fucking sick paragraphs. Um, I actually think my first ever post was taken from Google. I remember looking up what muscle memory was. Um, and it was the most scientific fucking explanation of all. There was nuclei and fucking everything. I decide by side of me three months prior, uh, having been away for the summer and then me now. And the most fucking, I think it's straight from Wikipedia. I took kind of a definition of muscle memory from it. So that was one, that was my first ever post from there, obviously went and learned a little bit more about it. But I think the first year and a half, two years of posting was absolutely fucking cat. Like it was just your bog standard Instagram shit that you kind of see most days now, just videos and me writing a caption that no one's going to fucking read. So anyway, it was shit to begin with, but it got me started. And I think that was five years ago now. And then over on, only really in the last two or three years has, you know, it's kind of come to the level it's at now. Yeah. Like I think one thing that I definitely noticed with that is I came across your page at a, like a very low following. I think I came across yours at like five or 6,000 and it was probably about two year, two or three years ago. So things have spiraled up quite quickly now. Uh, but I remember like seeing you in the back garden, I think with wigs and all. And that's whenever I was like, that's going to be big because that was obviously probably the start of when you started actually making content. That was not what most were making more so you rather than, the, then like that shite stuff the copy paste stuff because I was still probably doing that like two years ago do you know where you're like you're you're trying to educate so much and you're not even being yourself and I think that's probably the one reason why yours is growing quicker because as you said to me the other day like so for example Mickey like he's giving me a bit of a hand on my content now even bits and pieces and like the first thing he said to me is like you don't speak like your content you sound way more scientific in your content whereas he's like you're a bro like just talk like you normally do talk normal yeah. and immediately i think like that's the thing i notice in your content whenever i'm speaking to you you come across exactly like it like whereas i probably used to give a false perception and i feel like you probably give that too of what way you actually talk 
I think something I noticed with you, Tony, is that uh, you have a great sense of humor and not to fucking, not to blow your head off now saying this, but you have a great sense of humor and personality as well. And I don't think that comes across inside in the kind of voiceovers or it hasn't up until the last number of posts that you've done. I actually said it to Sean. I was like, geez, if Tony can get his mannerisms across into his videos, it'll fucking blow up because it's actually very entertaining to listen to as opposed to maybe what you have in your head of what people want to hear or what mentors or what fucking the hypertrophy coach or something like that would say, yeah. as opposed to kind of how Tony might uh, describe something. Yeah, your own style needs to be developed, whereas I was probably too focused on like, how can I give as much value and as much science and learning? Because that's what I thought you need, but sometimes you need to, do, it's the how you deliver that is more important than actually what you're giving, because then people won't pick up it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Mickey, I hope you took notes there, see that good humor and all. Yeah, sure. no, I, I didn't know when he, when he lost me a good humor. I was going to say, I thought you fell asleep there. Uh, he, lo- he lost me a good humor. I was like, is he still speaking about Tony here? Or what's the story? Don't worry. Uh, but it is, it, is, it is true um, what, you know, you can make a, a funny video or a video to draw people in, but if the, if the, you know, the chatting on it is born, it like, you may as well, it negates the video. You know, it negates where you're trying to go. Mike. It's like the narration like in anything, like there's a reason they use uh, Morgan Freeman for documentaries, David Attenborough, you know, because the the voice works with the with the video. Yeah, yeah, playing to your it's playing to your audience too. It's just even taking the time. Like I didn't realize the amount of time. Like Sean puts in. I mean, must be fucking like an hour minimum for each voiceover, maybe more. Whereas before, I was like, right, I'm just gonna get this in two takes and just yeah, hit start and go. So even just that bit of effort, and it's like everything. The more effort you put in, anything the better. Because I would say that's probably what you're almost well you were almost best and that's the reason why you're growing very fast especially since you've been over here the content's blowing up did you get any and then the only thing i was going to say is at what stage do you think what about two years in of consistently personate sean is whenever like things started like it wasn't like one video or no like opposite to let's say sean casey now mine has just been fucking monotonous and a very very hard slog which i kind of look back and i go you know what i'm very very proud of sticking with it because i think i'm five years into kind of posting fairly consistently now um initially it took me maybe two years to get to like two thousand followers or something like that and then when i was in luxembourg i was on an internship in ey so an accountancy company over there and i mean this was fucking for me this i said if i have to do this for the rest of of my life i don't think i'll make it to 40. i was going on a bus people weren't fucking smiling no one was talking to anyone it was just the most dire sort of existence in my opinion anyway um over there so i said i'm gonna have to do something about this so i started taking the content more seriously so i got into a great routine I used to do a really bad job on any project that I was assigned to. So then they'd just take me off the project and I'd just be left idle inside there. So I used that time to like, that's where I got introduced to like Mike Isertail and them and I started listening to podcasts and, and all Revive Stronger, Menno Hennelsman, Hen- Hen- I think. Um, and that's where I started to go, right, I'm going to learn something here in the morning time. And then when I went home, I had like a window and that's where Tony would have seen me out the back garden. I had a window of about two hours before the other lads came home. So I said, right, I'm learning here in the morning. By the time I get home, I'm going to have two hours here that I need to get go out the back here and record this video. So I got into a great habit of that uh, for a good five, six months. And I set a goal in the January. January, I would have been at about 2,200 followers, I think. 
then I wanted to be at 5,000 followers by June. So at the end of June, by the time that I was gone. Yeah. And I just hit 5,000 followers just the day or two before I was leaving there. So I got into a great rhythm of that. So it was very, very informational. Even look back and I go, that was quality information that I was putting out there. Um, but that, that's when I started first taking it consistently. After the summer, I think I went away to Thailand for, for three weeks and I just didn't post at all. I came back home, was in a rush, was in my final year of college, didn't really know what fucking direction I was going, what I wanted to do with myself. And I fell out of love kind of with posting and I was, wasn't half as consistent as I was. And I remember having a conversation with my mate in November after that, November 2019, I think, and I said, look, I, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. Um, I don't see the point. It's very, very slow. And look, ironically, I was given out about how slow it was when I hadn't been posting consistently as I was. Um, and he was like, what the fuck are you doing? He says, you put in all the hard graft to get to where you're, you're at now. And that was 5,000 followers. He goes, why the hell would you fucking stop now after everything you've done? Why wouldn't you have stopped would two years ago? Would you have had clients at that stage? I was at a stage where I was taking on people for 200 euros for 12 weeks of coaching. Um, to, be, to begin with, it's, it seemed great. Oh, I'm getting 200 euros here, passive income. Um, and then it gets to about week eight and you realize you've been paid the equivalent of fucking, was it two euro a week or whatever the fuck it was a week, five euros a week. Um, your you mouth's terrible. You start to fucking hate it because you're getting absolutely plagued with questions and you would got fuck all money for it. So I think I packed that in shortly and I said, I'm going to stop the online coaching. This is a couple of this fast forward in about a year. I'm going to stop kind of this sort of half arse and online coaching yeah. and get my PT cert and get in under a gym. So I did that for about four months, but then COVID hit. Um, so I had no choice but to sort of move online fully or else I wouldn't have any income for the next God knows how long. Yeah. And that's where I started online coaching. And since then I haven't stopped. You're glad that COVID hit because the last place you'd want to be is on a gym floor. Yeah. Like it's, um, it's a soul-destroying soul exercise, especially someone that, you know, you boys love your spare time. You love to have the freedom to travel. If you're stuck to a gym floor and you're stuck to having maybe three clients in the morning, one in the afternoon and three at night. Um, it depends on the individual. Like some people love, like love, personal training I think I would enjoy it but as you said it's like doing four hours in the morning four at night it's a very unsociable hours thing yeah. so it's one of the things where I think if I was ever going to do it I would do very limited hours of it and then you would just have to work it that way because otherwise as you said I think majority of the PTs are, com are coming to us now in the mentorship and stuff they're turning around and going like I've done it for like a year and a half and I have no life anymore like Joe they're, they're burned out it, I think it's it is as you said it's a soul destroying it's a, it's a bit of a beat up but I think it's because you start making good money then you start working more and it just snowballs and before you know it you're making a couple grand a month and you're like well I can't stop now yeah. so I think it is one of them things but definitely for fits I reckon like the main pivoting point was probably like a lot of people lockdown you went really good for people are really bad and you can see the difference in like where you're at I think see that that conversation with your friend that highlights the importance of having the right people around you because if that conversation had went a different way you could be in a completely different place now so it's one of them things where environment dictates progress and I think the hardest slog is see for anybody starting anything the hardest slog is always if you're built and following or you're building anything it's the first two years it's it, as much as that sucks i remember charging nothing for my first six months of coaching 10 pound a week for the, the, the next six months then i went up to 20 pound a week for about a year and a half and that was fuck all and that was probably about five six years ago and it's one of the things where I was making fuck all it wasn't worth my time but now it's fucking well worth my time to charge for coaching so it's one of the things where 
the money comes back to you in the long haul if you stick to it, just like the follow. And I think the hardest point in Instagram, anybody will know this if they're building it, is probably getting the, the initial five to 10K. After that, it's a lot easier to go. People trust you more. It builds up because you've put in that initial groundhog. Whereas like, if you look at most Instagram pages, they're between zero and 10. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Sean, what, what would you say? Did you... When you decide to double down on the content, did you? What made you pick the style of content you're doing, or has that changed drastically over the last? Has that changed from year to year since you doubled down? Initially, so when I was in Luxembourg and got into the good routine, first of first of all, it was definitely inspired by James Smith because I came into contact with contact with him by seeing his his stuff kind of a couple of months before that. So I kind of liked the way that he delivered it. He kind of concised it to two minute videos uh, if even and I said uh, I think I remember him saying something like he'd go and learn from a podcast and then he'd condense that into a minute or two two minutes I think at the time actually Instagram was one minute so he couldn't upload videos longer than one minute so I was like I have to I've learned an awful lot here what can I do to condense that and and pass that information off to people who aren't going to go listen to a 50 60 minute podcast so that's the way that I thought about it initially then you do so many of those talking videos and then you're like, it's very one dimensional. And to some people, it's just not going to interest them looking at your face talking yeah. for a minute or two minutes. So then I was like, how can I kind of deliver information a little bit more with more entertainment? And I think that's where I kind of started to lean towards skits a little bit more. Um, I started to do some with the fellows I was living with over in Luxembourg. Um, and it was just trying to get information across in a more lighthearted manner or, or a less kind of, yeah overwhelming sort of way uh, since then now i think the important thing is is sort of keeping people's attention while you're trying while you're talking to them before it wasn't that way i think a couple of years ago you could just sit down and talk and you get great traction video to video yeah. but now there's just so much going on and this is something i've learned from obviously sean casey but he's keeping your attention with different moving clips in every single video and you'll, you'll find that those videos tend to have better traction than most people who just sit with a camera pointed at their face for two minutes talking sometimes i get great video great traction out of those sitting down talking videos but not to fucking massage my own ego but i'm pretty good at articulating myself i can sit and kind of talk really well and and i think it it flows reasonably well i was always very good at english in school so that's why it works for me but for 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 most people it probably won't because a lot of people stammer and yeah and stutter and fucking they just don't really have a great way of articulating themselves for that style of content they'd probably be better suited to something like sean does which is making those voiceovers and and constantly changing videos I think it's the reps, like with everything you've done there, like whenever you're, the main highlighting point is time, effort, and consistency. It's the same as everything that we run through. It's just one of the things where you're reviewing your content going, right, what could be better? What can I lean into? Even if the talking videos you're not good at, you, like I know from watching from the outside and especially the first week or two living here, like Mickey, I'd be making my content in 10 minutes, like I'll be up for the day. Yeah. Whereas like the boys be fucking off for like two hours to go make a post. And I'm like, holy fuck. But then... I'm wondering why they're growing quicker on Instagram. They're growing quick. And it just shows you that the more time you put in, the more effort, the more consistent you are, the better. And then that all just pays off because like, that's the reason why you feel like you can probably, like, although you probably always decent speaker, the reason you articulate yourself well is probably because you've done so fucking many of them. It turns into like second nature. Whereas the first time I done a Q and A on my Instagram, holy fuck, you'd be sweating. You'd be holding the camera low. You'd be nervous and all. And people be writing you going, who the fuck do you think you are? Whereas 
now I pop up a Q&A and you be bo- do you know what I mean? I'd be actually buzzing for hate. Like I was saying to you, I posted that bench first thing and people were writing around even giving me stick about everything. You're not naughty. You're geared. Joe, who the fuck are you with them sunglasses? And I was a great, bring this on. The more that was me about the sunglasses? Oh, the fucking hate of the sunglasses. Big fits got me in and they're fresh. Like we're two skiing holidays in, in March. They're, fresh, like, they're like the Hart Brothers, the Hart Foundation. <laughs> who the fuck's that? Bret Hart, no one Hart. <laughs> Oh fuck right Yeah the, the wrestler You like me You said he looked like him <laughs> I've seen Owen I've seen Brad If I remember him Brad yeah. the Hitman Hart uh, um, Did you get much flack With your content Sean? Did like Did like people That kind of knew you Like from college And school And probably At one stage You were trying to be The The serious guy You know the guy Wanted to be taken serious In this fitness And then when you started Like Like as you said Went down the skit route Of but you were given quality information out, but you were doing it in more of a comedic fashion, like James Smith would do. Like, James Smith might have some mad post where he's ripping into people, but at the end, there is, there's a takeaway. Did you, did you get much flack with boys going all, like, what are you doing? Is that a, no, what, no, what way are you getting on? That's not you. Why the fuck do you have a wig on? Aye, why do you have a wig on? Why are you in your back garden doing crazy stuff? He wears the wig about the kitchen, all though, so he does sometimes. You know, now I'm filming, like, you just put it on. <laughs> Must call me sir. That's weird, look. But I just roll with it. From people I know, or just people I, I just people say that knew you from, uh, say, college or or high school, or very very little. Uh, but there are a handful of people who I would have been very very friendly with in secondary school who uh, who still to this day uh, don't follow anything that I do yeah. um, I think actually one or two of them came up to my sister years ago kind of in the early days when I was maybe in the first year or so I was saying what the fuck is Sean doing with those stupid fucking videos um, and my sister she needed no fucking uh, she needed no encouragement to tell him where to go after that but yeah that was about probably the worst of it. In fairness, I've, the majority, 95% of my mates have been very, very supportive of it. I remember actually the, the day I set up, actually who encouraged me to set up my page is a fellow who um, is my very good friend to this day. Um, it was He was going out with a, with a blogger at the time and she was obviously, she had skin in the game like and she, yeah. she knew the story there and the two of them kind of encouraged me to initially set up that page. I was humming and hawing as per usual, thinking of every single reason why I shouldn't set it up but they were like, you just need to bite the bullet if this isn't up by midnight tonight, I'm not talking to you about it anymore. Um, and then once I set up the page, I was very, very nervous about it. Cause, uh, you know, you, you're when you're in secondary Young. school, yeah, when you're not secondary school, just early college, you're still caught up with what everyone fucking thinks of you. And the last thing you want is to be perceived as the fucking town clown. But one of my mates was on the phone uh, as well, another one. And in, <laughs> one of the words that he says to me, he goes, Sean, fair fucking play to you for setting that up anyone who tells you uh, or yeah. tries to slag you off over it fuck them and that's exactly what he said uh, on the phone so that was very very nice to have that on the day of setting up the page I remember actually asking my mates to share the page or set this up or whatever and in fairness nearly every single one of them did so not really to answer your question I'd have the odd people who don't who don't know me yeah uh, who who would be giving me stick and then that would get back to me via my mates or whatever? But very oh, very. Mine, mine was the opposite of that. Like, like I remember all. Like I remember not like none of mine would have shared anything. There would have been nothing. I had one friend that done the transmission and everything else is just silent. Like, like majority of my friends went over coaches and all. Like I remember that very vividly because I was always like, wonder is it because I'm your friend or is it because you generally are 
you not want me to do do you know what I mean it's one of the things where I think that plays in your mind then as well but I think either way whether it does or it doesn't whether you've got support or you don't I find that especially seeing with family I got I got to see especially with fitness I got so much support for about the first four to six weeks and then you almost have to give people a reason to to then continue giving you a hand whereas like I remember my ones were all keen on helping me cook meals and fucking everything the first couple of weeks I was in the fitness. And then they realized like this isn't just temporary, this can be long term. So then you almost have to double down, show them that it's worthwhile supporting you, if you get me. Yeah. And I think that then but that then pays off in the long run. That's very interesting though, the fact like it was some it was you almost needed the push because I couldn't imagine you needing a push to start it. So I think that's very interesting for anybody listening that you almost didn't do it and your mates had to fucking turn around and do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What about um, hate in general? You don't, you wouldn't get as much as Tony, would you? No, he gets loads. He gets oh, buckets with his nips, uh, yeah. buckets. I don't. I never see yours. Yours maybe not, not as entertaining as Tony's. You'll have to look through my TikTok there to get the kind of degree of hate that I would get there. Um, it was. I actually went on News Talk, which is a radio show down south. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah about the hate that I was getting on a particular video that I threw up. And when I first started TikTok, it wasn't really condensed to just fitness information. It was just any and everything sort of fucking stupid video that I was doing. And one such video, I think it got a million views. And at this stage, I, I had maybe four or 5,000 followers on it. Um, but it was me, it was some trend that was going around the Romeo and Juliet Taylor Swift song. Um, and it was like something when you show up to a match hungover and the manager names you on the bench. So then he does a little dance or whatever. And my shirt came off as it, as of course it would. And then in all the comments there, I actually got people saying you need the electric chair for that or some other sort of, I presume tongue in cheek, but kind of like dead threat comments. Yeah. 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 Um, and the hate there on that one was particularly bad that I think even News Talk picked up on it and invited me on the show to talk about the hate that I got. And at the time, I was like, oh, this doesn't bother me. That's a reflection on them. And it means nothing got to do with me. But I was the one sort of refreshing my news feed, trying to update myself nearly and all the new hateful comments that were coming in, saying to my sisters and, and my mother how little I cared about it when I was still fucking talking about it so obviously it was bothering me yeah. um, and I think my sister kind of called me out on that she said well Sean you're saying it doesn't bother you but you keep fucking talking about it um, and since then and, and something that I believe would help a lot of people with dealing with hate comments is not wrapping yourself up in cotton wool and do, going about your content in a manner that gets you zero hate because that's not going to happen either but the more hate that you get it's like you just become less sensitive less, less sensitive to it and like nowadays when a comment comes through i'm like oh great uh fucking cheers for that one whatever you don't even you don't even fucking think about it half the time so i think like for most people just like if you're getting hate in in the beginning it's going to be the worst it's going to be worse when you're starting off and you're only starting to get this you're going to like maybe take it personally or whatever when you when you shouldn't but the more hate that you get and i get quite a fucking lot of it now uh it, you just you just become bulletproof to it it just doesn't really phase you anymore you pay you don't pay any second thought to it Plus, yeah do you I how do, do you reply to them do you ever get because tony tony would get involved in the comment section sometimes i reply to them all the time builds traction <laughs> Do you bother, Sean? No. No, I have to, it's all the same fucking shit. And I've <laughs> it, all the all the comments, I just for my own amusement, I have a look at their profiles and I can nearly categorize every single hey comment into about three categories. One is a shit tattoo, the other is bald, and the other is a fella who's been taking steroids but still looks worse than me. 
<laughs> or all three mixed. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. That is, that is the weird thing at TikTok. TikTok does seem to be... It's very toxic. Like, it's very... But it's toxic, like... Like, older guys giving out it's shit to younger on, fellas. But you'll be like, why are you even on TikTok? Like, no. Why is there 40-year-old men and 50-year-old men on TikTok with no videos giving shit to people in their mid-twenties that are carving a career? Like, you just were like, why the fuck, you know? Is there a group chat somewhere of, like, disgruntled bodybuilders that go and fuck? That boy's just put out a new video. Get on it, lads. You know, because I see a lot of it. I see a lot of it happen on, like, on, on loads of people's videos. Anybody's trying to give out a wee bit of, a wee bit of information or... or but a content like there's always somebody going oh well factually you're not correct there yeah and you're like but like, I'm convinced that these people don't exist because I'm like what sort of person has just the time and the mental capacity to be fucking engaging in arguments on the internet with fellow anonymous accounts I think there's one fella I put up one of those those day in the lives that, that they were hit a couple of months ago um, and, and everyone was loving it and it was, it was kind of comedic value as well and then one he must have been 40 something took one of the comments that I said out, out of context about me spending two hours or something in the gym he got really riled up over that and ended up in a for the next couple of weeks I kept getting a notification from this fella caught in another argument with another person about how he's got three kids he has a home gym or he works and whatever and how he can't afford to spend two hours in the gym like this 20 year old I was like what he, he, and ironically <laughs> I replied to him actually in a video I says mate you must have a lot more fucking time than you think if you're sat here on TikTok arguing with fucking 16 year olds about how little time you have god have a go that's, that's it. So it, fucking it, it, bang it is off. mad. It is mad that people they just take. So there was a couple of boys replied to Tony before I remember seeing it, and they were like, "Fuck it." They were like paragraphs, like par. Remember that fellow Tony? Like it was someone that was some sort of training methodology you were talking about, and this what guy replied, know? and it was like a blog post. And then Tony replied something like something short, and then another blog post, <laughs> and you're just like, "Oh, mate!" Like you're literally writing a fucking. Sometimes I like that thing here. Though, see in TikTok too, whenever they're commenting and they're writing big blog posts, they're re-watching the videos. The watch time goes up, so then TikTok's algorithm picks it up. So if they're I rile people up. Like I remember I was saying to you, like I was like, I'm fucking sore as fuck when I was saying to fitness, I was saying to Casey, like some of the stuff I write to people, like somebody commenting underneath the sunglasses on my Instagram they were there, there yesterday being like uh, feel sorry for or what was it? Do you have to wear sunglasses? And then I replied there yesterday being like do you have to wear sunglasses like a bell and it was no optional but if it was you I'd wear a brown fucking bag over your head and it was just one of them things where I was like and then the other ones you get are fucking obsolete there but I just replied to them and I'd be like flick for your profile Jesus Christ what the fuck's going on and do you know what I mean it's just one of them things that you said you can categorize them all the time they're just they're they, like they see for you to comment like I you know them inside I know them inside out because I it, it, it's just they're triggered in some way she performs so whether they're insecure whether they're jealous there's something that's triggered them to comment or a need to be seen as an authority figure or they know more than you so that's a know-it-all problem so there's there's so many things but if you're commenting like i see stuff on instagram and i'm like well that's fucking a million miles wrong like that front raise doesn't make sense but i don't be like do you know what this needs me to fucking comment i'm big dick tony here uh, here i come I I just be like right well this that, that would be a complete waste of my fucking time. The savior of misinformation, Tony. Oh Jesus! To the Christ. rescue, just yeah, come in on the cape. 
I'd probably end up fucking saying something wrong and then you'd be corrected and you look even more like a belly because that happens so many and they write something and you correct them and they're like oh fuck right like somebody commented on my calf raiser they were being like you should change foot position to target more inner outer and I wrote back being like there's literally about 50 studies to prove that that's absolute horseshit so sort that out and then he wrote back going oh right and I was like you, what a waste of time you're an absolute bell end did you see the James Smith video with you yesterday a couple of days ago where he rang up the boy to give him shit in the comment section yeah the, yeah the boy totally as soon as he says it goes oh, it's an honour James and you're like oh mate at least fucking try to stick up for yourself like Dude, dude, what the James goes, oh, hey, it's is this such such? He goes, yeah. And he goes, James Smith here. I'm just uh, ringing you in regards to the comment you left under my video. And the guy's like, oh, oh it's an honor, James. Thanks for the call. <laughs> At least fucking stand by your comment and don't fucking back down just because he's got a phone call. I'd, I'd have some bit of respect for the person that way. But the uh, fact that they just cowered straight away. Fucking ten seconds into the call, not even five seconds into the call, and you're already cowered away. And he's like, oh, I just did it for gratuitous comedy and you're like oh <laughs> you're such a dick like yeah if i did that and the person picked up the other end of the phone and completely defended their comment i think i go fair enough have a good day uh, it'd be good for the video too but she was probably like oh fuck's sake at least like i could have got something back off you like yeah instead i'm surprised he didn't ask for an autograph by the end of it i remember oh, Dieran did that, that year, he uh, got sued but didn't he yeah Deer got quite aggressive with him and your man fucking shat himself uh, I think he got I think he got a he got a call from the Scotland Yard about that because <laughs> I've seen Did him he? he commented underneath and goes at least you didn't get a call from Scotland Yard or the police or someone he put the boy's name and everything and tagged him in it whereas James kept it completely anonymous Which, I, I don't see how that's a, a, a punishable offence uh it's just people you know yourself like a death threat or like like do you know what I mean like a fucking all that shit uh, anything you can do is fucking anything you can do somebody can fucking bring it to fucking the place it's fucking ludicrous how do you so, find how do you find now that who is even been do you find you're churning out more content that you're all together out there now do you, are you bringing it he's bringing it out of each other he's holding each other account well I suppose he's probably don't need anybody to hold you accountable but do you find that it's up making you up the stakes because tony was talking about he was throwing out a, a video in 10 minutes you boys are heading away for an hour and now he's realized fuck maybe i knowing tony tony's ready went well maybe i need to put that extra bit of effort in yeah definitely and and look it's, it's hard not to when you see that some are uh, other uh, fellas in the house or other people even online growing and we're yeah. like we're in this fucking ideal environment to be able to churn out as much content as possible I think myself and Sean I think Tony's coming in on this as well we have agreed that for the next two weeks we're going to put up two reels on not two reels but two posts on Instagram uh, each day just to double our output over the course of a month and, and when you think about it it kind of makes sense it goes okay what you could potentially gain I suppose in two weeks usually or in a month usually you can gain in, in two weeks so we're just going to experiment to see if it does have an impact on I suppose our growth and there but like I think Sean's up fucking nearly 50,000 since he came here so when you see that level of growth with someone who's living with you your natural instinct is I want fucking some of that what do I have to do to yeah. kind of get that level of growth so naturally it, it is a very very motivating environment uh, yeah like you're, Sean's Sean's about 50 you're probably what about five yeah nearly six now actually yeah, see, and I'm up about eleven. I think I'm up about eleven or twelve hundred. So, like, for me, that's for each of us. That's still fucking oh, massive yeah. growth. Oh yeah, that's huge. Yeah, like they're jumping up five, ten, 
twenty percent of your following in fucking like it's probably relative, but like say twenty percent of your following, ten percent in fucking a month is ludicrous because it'll just be that snowball effect. I definitely think the accountability is there because you don't realize it, but like for example, I'll come in from the gym or you come in from the gym last night and you'll see me doing check-ins and working, you'll be like, right, fuck, I'll do something. It, it, as annoying as it is, it, we all switch off together. But what's nice is, like, I'm wrapping up my check-ins and everybody said, right, today we're making loads of content. So even if you were going to slack off, you're sort of fucked because even later on, boys will be going, well, I'm not going for food, I'm making this video. Joe, it's, it's, it sounds a bit mad, but it then makes me go, well, fuck it, I may as well make a video. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's one of them ones where it just makes you go that little bit harder and then we'll we'll relax more towards the weekend but i definitely think the output's been there plus we probably haven't been as good with like collabing as much as we should have but i think dripping feeding it in like we have been has been good just slow and steady and that's when we'll get better over time because we're still like living with anybody for the first couple of weeks like even in case you're still getting used to it there's like you know you need your alone time you need a bit of switch off there needs to be days where you're not doing things so it's just we're still hitting flow but i definitely think the environment has it's fucking 100% helped me quite a lot in all fronts. And I'd say you feel the same fits. So that probably highlights the importance of like, like-minded around you. Yeah. But I think myself and Tony uh, here have a nice sort of trade of a sport sort of value. Like Tony's already massively helped me with respect to how I deliver coaching. And that's already been upregulated hugely in comparison to before I came out here. And now I, I feel as though I have a much clearer vision of where I want to take things moving forward. Similarly, Tony gets value from me in the sense of how to improve his content, maybe accountability to posting a more posting a bit better. So it's it's a it's a really nice sort of environment. There's no there's no one really leeching off anyone. Everyone there's it's an equal sort of trade of value across all three people here, which is what makes it nice. Yeah. It might be a different scenario if there was one or two people who are you know just fucking tagging along and weren't really providing anything but i think that's what makes it really nice is that every person in here has their own unique sort of value to to offer to each other me and you actually talked about this as well i think this is actually a good point Mickey. i think we chatted about this we chat i've chatted both of you about this on separate occasions it was the value trade-off yeah and it was a case of like you can ask people for advice and they'll give you bits and pieces of help but there comes a time and place where they stop giving you help or giving as much effort because they don't get as much back. So you either have to pay the person or give value back without realizing it. Because naturally, say, for example, you were, I was asking you constantly about content, constantly, and you're going, fuck me, I'm trying to make my own. But whereas if you know that you give me a little bit of a content, I'm going to give you a bit more on the systems front. And then it's like an equal, you're almost inclined to give more. It's like, for example, like when I was given a Casey and Hamlet property, they were like, like I'm inclined to give him more because I, and this isn't a case of, oh, give me, give me, give me content ideas, but a case of, I know if I help him, he's going to value that. He's going to appreciate me and he's going to deliver the same. Whereas if you have nothing to give, it's a lot trickier to get into these situations. And that's where you have to sort of, you have to have the groundwork in some sort of area to get involved. And that's what you probably will struggle with environment. So you almost need to, if you're listening to this and you're starting off, you almost need to just remove the shit, get your, get really good at one or two things. And then you slowly realize that your IQ level goes up in certain areas, not all of them. And then that's when you get that value trade off. Cause I find like whenever I was trying to get property advice off people, I'm trading like different business advice for it without realizing it. Like you're almost just giving out wee tips. It's like when we bumped into, like I bumped into a fella, I had met an automations coach yesterday and the first thing we were chatting away and he was talking about moving to Dubai and the first thing I was like, was like, if you're moving your business, here's a number. Yeah. And then immediately you could just see him go, fuck, thank you so much. And then 
that immediately puts us on like a case of, I'm not just getting value off you. You're getting something off me here. That contact's probably worth your entire time. So I know that sounds odd, but it's one of the things where if you're going to ask for something, make sure you're giving something. It's like prime example. See when somebody shares posts of my content or they share a story, they share the podcast and they ask me a question. Yeah. I spend a lot more fucking time getting back to that person without <laughs> probably subconsciously. Yeah, because I'm like that person's giving me a real good hand. Do you know what I mean? Without it's not me being selfish. It's just naturally you'll tend to do. It. You help people who help you. Do you know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Is you know? Fuck, that's some wisdom, isn't it? Like Jesus it. Christ. We had a, we had a few questions here. Yeah, spit them through. We'll wire through these quick. Um, Boom. First Boom. question is who's the better, Sean? It's a very vague question. Better in what way? This is from David David Casey Nine. Who's the better Sean? As in Sean Casey or Sean Fitz? I would I would guess. <laughs> well, I'd like to think I'm not involved in that. Fitz is better at lifting because he's fucking about 20 kilos. Casey's probably, I've done a workout videos, I'd probably give Fitz it in terms of like recipe. That's it. It depends as well. If you're talking about like house mannerisms, they've both got pros and cons. Okay, so it's, hey, it's go through these. Who, who's, who's the easiest to live with? Oh... <sighs> I don't know, mate. I think, see, with me, and this is me being pernickety, I think I struggle to live with anyone uh, just well, because I'm know, so used, we know I'm that, used to alone time. That's a cop-out answer, Tony. Is that is a cop-out answer? No, like, honestly, like, I don't well, think Well, let's, let's turn the tables. Sean, I would say the Sean. hardest thing is probably, give me a second, I would say fitness, right, the two main things I would say on both boys, if I had to pick something that probably is the most hard, fitness will say, give me five minutes, and it turns into about fucking 40 and Casey does eat with his mouth open sometimes and that doesn't make sense <laughs> I didn't want to say it <laughs> he does like a he has like three mouthfuls and then the next one's like and you're like what the fuck was that so I would say so it's like three quats and then a, and you're like fuck me uh, he doesn't realize he does it though so we'll have to address that but it's one of the things where you address it with somebody it's a mannerism it's hard to call uh, fitness you've have to have something for me I'm dreading this I am fucking dreading this <laughs> it, it has to be when I sit down to do a voiceover and all I can hear from downstairs is thank you very much for checking in listen this is you've huge potential here and things are really really taking shape oh you fucking ball bag yeah it's just because the amount of check-ins I have so all you can hear is fucking constant thing but it, it's funny like there's small things like that just it, I get laughing at because like for example I was going to bed at half eleven right and fucking fits his fucking voice note and somebody for a seal in his DM and I'm going fucking stop fucking voice note and I'm going to fuck it yes he's lying in the cock going what the fuck is going on all I can hear is fucking yeah 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 and I was like I'm going to fucking sleep here so you're you're having sleeps about fucking content and DMs so I suppose it's just case, but that's like everything. See, whenever I live with Hillary, there's small things she does. Piss, like, the, do you know what it is? It's just see if you're around anybody for long enough, yeah, you'll automatically just pick up on things I know you and they shouldn't. It's just the way you work. But that's why I feel like if anybody's living with somebody for the first time, like one thing that works really well for me and Hillary and even the boys is I just go away and get alone time and it resets me. Like I'll go today later on for a cup of coffee, not every day, by myself. And then whenever you come back, like nothing really bothers you. It's just if you're in too close proximity for too long then you start to get like fuck me what the fuck's going on whereas that's what's nice about three whereas I know it's the first couple of days with Casey you almost get sick of looking at each other <laughs> you do like, do you know what I mean that happens anyway it happens with me and Hillary after about a week or two 
you'd be like fuck me give us a break here do you know that's normal that's standard people feel like that's not right or that's not normal or something's off in a relationship or a friendship just because no you just need fucking alone time you, you get sick of looking at the same person yeah is it, would you say that's the main annoying thing? Fuck, I'm doing all right. If it's just voice notes, then I'll just, I'll just have to start typing seconds. I'm practically the perfect roommate. No, fucking don't stop because I'm learning an awful lot from. Uh, you're taking, listen, the, you're listen. taking, you're taking down your recording notes. <laughs> How do you drink six Fanta Lemon Zeros back to back? Me at the Fanta Lemon Zeros are because you can't get them at home. I don't like the amount of Fanta Lemon. I would say my, I would say my blood is turning yellow slowly. Never mind my piss. Uh, the sort of Fanta Lemon in general stop them they're stopping making it no case. way no they are yeah yeah yeah. fuck stopping. we better get down to the Mercadona here and start stockpiling for the next month stop making it you're gonna have to go on to the Club Lemon oh man it's not even here that's fucking terrible it is not it's Fanta Lemon is stopping at all together there's a mate called Fresh Gas and it's like a per man's Fanta Lemon it's terrible Fresh why is it sound you know don't know no I don't know it's, I just know it is stopping yeah yeah that's a that's like a like that's a real that's like Pepsi going or something to me like that's massive. It's probably something to do with they can't do a sugar free one that tastes good as as good the as the normal one. Tastes great, uh, but compared to the normal one, it probably doesn't full sugar. Those done the fits. I don't uh, know. I, 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 I know I it was prefer a f- the orange. I'd be honest. I prefer the orange, but the zero uh, orange is still nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the zero orange still here. Like I think it was on Twitter a while ago. People losing their mind. But fucking he's out of time. Is that Fanta Lemon altogether or just Fanta Lemon Zero? No, I think it's Fanta Lemon stopping. I don't think we get Fanta Lemon Zero over it. We don't get Fanta Lemon Zero over here, but that's a disgrace. But the fact that they're stopping it. I Fanta Lemon discontinued 2022. What does it say? Stand it here? That's fucking bananas. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's not true. I don't know. It was going viral. It was going viral like fuck. Um, Next question is from Adam. Letman, Letman. Can't get you reading glasses, son. I, I, I can't work out if it's a real name or he's just uh, Adam Letman. Letman. Um, I've always struggled to stay consistent in the gym. Any tips to build consistency, stroke discipline? Or you, Fitz? As always, uh, discipline um, is ob- is obviously what I was. I actually, I thought he was asking about motivation. I was going to say motivation isn't what you're looking for. Uh, a lot of people bite off a lot more than they can chew to begin with. Uh, they might be following sort of workout plans that they don't enjoy or they might be trying to go to the gym fucking six days a week uh, when realistically for most people that's not just going to be feasible for them. Yeah. So probably the biggest thing people biggest mistake I think that people make in general is thinking that they need to have all their ducks in a row to begin with that if they don't have X, Y or Z in line that you know they they, they can't start uh, until a, a, f- a further date. What I would say is what one habit can you implement consistently and it might simply just be going to the gym twice or three times a week um, for fucking 30 minutes 40 minutes rather than trying to go six days a week you know meal prepping all their meals for the week you know tracking everything um, making sure that everything is, is absolutely consistent just start off small introduce one habit that's going to po- point you in the right direction then as the weeks go by you can start to focus on other things whether that's more protein in your diet whether that's you know getting better sleep things like that but i think people's biggest problem is definitely to, trying to do too much too soon i think that's bang on i think that's habit stacking by james clear isn't it like where pick one habit you know, like if you see honestly if all my clients came to me and for the first month they at the same as they were prior and they just train four days a week in the gym they'd still get really good results it's just as you said 
too much too soon so i feel like pick one habit and nail it it's like when people try and get up early then they try and fucking learn different language then they're trying to tidy their house they're trying to make their bed they're doing everything from get-go they're going zero to 100 and i think that's what burns people out so i think that's i think that actually answers that perfectly mickey any more um of one last question that's a rapper up here man um, big fits in the middle of the sun tony's tony's big on family how important do you think has to be right that doesn't fucking make sense lad you're gonna have, right. you're gonna need reading glasses and a codex to decipher these are you tony big on family how important do you think family has to be if you don't feel they're that interested in your life or get on that get on with you that well oh well just personal choice like some people are closer to their friends than their family and there's nothing absolutely wrong with that my family relationship i don't know if this is for me or fits but like my family relationship was pants it was absolutely shit till i was about 20 and the only reason it looks good now is because we put in a lot of effort and i say that all the time like i'll sit down every night and spend 20 minutes with my mom having a cup of tea before i go to bed having a bit of crack putting it asking her day was if somebody's not feeling well there's a big big effort in our house to help that person so like like my mom dad auntie you know there's been cancer there's been depression there's fucking uh, addiction in our household as well so it's just everybody gathers around to give that person a hand and i think then that builds the unit whereas even if you feel like you're not getting support if you give somebody you'll get it back in the long run and it's one of the things where for me i think building a tight family unit is very very tricky because there's so many dimensions to it it's not easy it's not natural for a lot of people because you can get somebody who doesn't feel supported but you need to remember as well if you feel like they're not interested in you like your mom and dad have still probably fed you for the last fucking 20 years so they're they're keeping you alive and that sounds ridiculous but like you have to also how much are you actually giving back to them that's the main thing i see whereas like a lot of people expect quite a lot but what are you giving them are you giving them time like for example i took my dad for coffee and a walk they were like he doesn't have, he doesn't have a load of friends and the thing is like i could see him really appreciate that and like that nurtures that relationship like the grass gr- it's not just the grass is greener over the grass grows where you fucking water it so if you put time and effort in there whereas if you're spending all your time with your friends that relationship is going to be better so for me it is really really important because i feel like at the end of the day the only reason one of the main reasons it matters to me is no matter what happens they're their friends for me if it came in and out so yeah. for me that's why i nurture family quite a lot so for me it's very very important because i know whenever shit hits the fan they're the first ones that i'll go to not maybe not for advice but just i know i've got somebody on my back but don't know if you want to lean enough it's that's a bit of a weird one it's a bit harder it's not majorly important you can do everything yourself but it's nice to have some level of support network if you nurture it um no i think you pretty much summed it up really really well and look i'm absolutely not flawless in this myself but i think communication has to be the biggest thing number one because you can very easily jump to conclusions about what level of support is there when you just don't talk or you don't kind of lay your feelings out on the table and i know it's it can be an issue and suppose in my house is that uh, we're very assumptive we we assume how other people are feeling or how they're perceiving situations when that might necessarily be the case at all um in terms of support I don't know, is it sort of a fucking Hollywood sort of attitude that people take that they, oh, my family doesn't support me and I want to fucking turn my back on them and just do what I'm doing anyway when that might necessarily be the case. Like when I was setting up my page and stuff, my mother was very, very skeptical about it as you would expect her to be. And she was saying like, um, I I was talking about how I wanted to move to fucking online coaching and something at like 5,000 followers or so when I didn't really have a viable means of doing so at the time. 
And she was just kind of telling me, well, you still need to be sorting out other avenues, your plan B or whatever. You need to be fucking sending around your CV or you need to be thinking about what you want to do after college. And, and even when I had my first launch for online coaching, so after I did, I was doing the in-person PT, she said to me, well, would you ever consider going getting sort of a nine to five job? And at, like, I was hurt by it at the time because actually I didn't have a bad intake by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but that wasn't her being unsupportive. It was simply just she, as far as she could tell, she was just looking for the best for me and she didn't want me. Yes. Fucking, you know, it, it wasn't like you, you can perceive it as a lack of support or you can just kind of take a step back and, and realize what it is. And, and in many cases, it's, them having your best interests at heart, maybe it's not the most accurate perception of what your best interests are, but the the intention behind it is good. Yeah, like I think that's that's fucking on the money. It's like they're trying to, yeah, like I think you couldn't have summed that up better. They're they're focusing on safe safety, not growth, because for them the most important thing is just to make sure that you're okay to look after yourself. Whereas they're not going to tell you to roll the dice as much. They're going to tell you to play it risky because they maybe haven't but also because if they're they're worried about you they want you to be fine so i completely i think you've hit the nail on the head here and i think i think that idea that my family don't support me you need to give them a reason to support you in every area like how much are you giving them back how much are you showing that you're sticking to it it's like whenever people say oh i'm gonna stop eating takeaways and they go add in your fuck are you dead on you're gonna gain more weight anyway but it's one of the things where like don't eat one for a month and then people start to almost rally around you because they're like oh no don't stop now joe you have to give them that initial reason to support as well i think and even if they're not you don't need it you don't need it it's not not vital you don't need it um no but like uh, you know you, you as you said there tony you, you kind of earn your support there and, and yeah. then let's say if it's it's your parents that you're talking about here and you're let's say in your mid-20s and you're still pursuing some sort of act in, and you're half arsing and you're not really getting anywhere with it i mean of course they're going to turn around and tell you bluntly you know you should sort your shit out because they're worried that this is going to persist for the next five ten years and you'll yeah. be 30 40 something year old who doesn't know their arse from their elbow or doesn't know what they're what they're doing with themselves or how to make money or how to feed themselves so i think you need to as as tony said there give them a reason to support you and and in yeah. most cases you're going to have to show act actionable progression towards whatever you're pursuing yeah. um, and i think it's, it's it's naive to assume that you're always gonna have you should always have the support of someone if it just looks like you're doing fuck all with it or or your your whatever the the passion is yeah support support me being inconsistent i know what you mean it doesn't make sense all right so kids now saying oh i want to be a professional gamer and their parents yeah. going well are you good no how good are you and no, what what can you actually do out of this? And kids are like, oh, it's just an excuse now to fucking sit in, you know, sit in the in their bedrooms or want to be a crypto fucking person. You, know, you get loads of people are doing that now, and you're like, what are you doing? Like, you're not nobody's going to pay you to do this shit. Like, you're either going to lose your money or lose your friends' money, and then you're going to just be going back to your normal shit. So it's just motivation to that yeah. if you are pursuing something, fucking do it well and make sure that within a, a short time period that you're showing a means in which you can sustain yourself doing that. Because like, you know, obviously your parents are going to be worried about what your future is. And if you, you, you don't show any means of being able to turn what you're doing into a means of sustaining yourself or earning a living, you're just going to have backlash to, to that. 100%. Right, guys, we'll, think, ra we'll wrap her up. We'll get the boys out in the sun. Oh, and if for people, I'm sure everybody knows you from my Instagram anyway, but that's no. where they'll find you. What is your, your username? It's Sean Fitness with a Z, isn't it? Fancy? Yes. 
Sean Fitt, you'll find Sean easily from my page anyway. Across everything. TikTok and Instagram and Tony's Very, page. very catchy. Very, very good. Very no catchy. Tony Triceps, but it's close. Tony Triceps. Um, keep rating and reviewing. We're up another five reviews. Fuck, we're near at 100, right? That's absolutely 95. Like, we'll we'll be we flying like when Sean's, Sean's following gets on this podcast this week. Out on Monday. Uh, they will... It'll be just... Global, global. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Ro- Joe Rogan's gonna be Joe Rogan will be on the phone going, "Fuck's sake, lads, take it easy." <laughs> right on that on that note, call call her a night. Right, we'll see you yeah. later. Thank you, thank you very much.